Steve Stricker wins his first major, and Sun Kang wins his first PGA Tour tournament. Let's look at the data that matters and see how they got it done. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. It's great to be back home. It's great to be home and with my wife and kids and back in the uh, big studio, which is actually just my office with a weird mic that has a styrofoam something or other foamy something or other on there to apparently make me sound better than I actually do. But anyway, here we are. I'm really excited to be back. Totally pumped that I am again an active, I am an active golfer. So after 18 months, I'm happy to report, as I mentioned earlier, that I was able to finally play 18 18 holes of golf on my own ball for the first time in 18 months. And it was awesome. Um, I did it pain-free, which I have tried to play golf a couple times uh, during the healing period, and it's been uh, painful. Um, I actually had a friend tell me uh, the other day that he was talking to Fred Couples, and uh, Fred Couples was talking about injuries and different things and actually told him that, hey, you can play golf with a back injury, but there is no way you play golf with a wrist injury. And I have to say 100% I agree. It's just too painful and too awful to play with a wrist injury. And um, it just about, um, it was hard. It was hard not to be able to play golf. And it was so, but I will say it was so good to be back on the golf course. We played at the Raven Golf Club. In uh, Phoenix, Arizona, I played with a, uh, with a gentleman I've wanted to meet for a number of years, and it just kind of worked out, and we were able to go out and play together and had a great day. Uh, he played very well, and it was fun watching him play well, and it was just fun to, right? It's just good to be outside. And uh, golf courses are just gorgeous and designed well, and when they're manicured well, and the putting greens are in good shape, and oh, man, it's good. Really, really great. So loved that, loved everything about it. Really, some really good golf over the weekend. I was pretty fascinated with, uh, with the Trinity Forest Golf Club. Uh, I always like Crenshaw Coors courses a lot. And uh, this one seemed a little bit different. Uh, my favorite course at Bandon is Bandon Trails, which is a Crenshaw Coors, or Coors Crenshaw. I guess it goes either way. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't go either way. I think Coors is always first, right? Coors, Crenshaw. But anyway, love, love, I love Ben and Trails. It's my favorite. I know everybody else wants to be on the, on the sea and the ocean, but um, I, I'm not a big ocean fan. So I don't particularly need to see the ocean, don't care to see the ocean, um, don't want to swim in the ocean, don't want to eat anything from the ocean. No thanks, right? No thanks there. And anyway, so uh, really cool looking course. I love the, uh, this, this, the idea of having this sort of big, big wide open park in the middle of Texas. And obviously it played, it played a lot easier than it would normally play if the wind was blowing like it normally does in Texas. There was uh, really no defense for the course, right? It was wide open and, and, they, and that Sun King just took it to, took it to shreds, which, uh, which is pretty cool, pretty amazing. So I wanted to kind of look at some of the numbers. Steve Stricker obviously has a game that, boy, he's played 
better since he turned 40 than he did previous to 40. Um, he probably should have won Comeback Player of the Year twice on the PGA Tour back when that was still something. Um, but he's, um, it's hard to not like Steve Stricker, right? So I know we don't talk about the Champions Tour much now, but Steve Stricker is awesome. And so I thought that we could talk about it. So what I did is sort of like we do always with the PGA Tours. I just pulled out some numbers. I will say that the, uh, ch- the Tour Champions website does not keep the stats like the, the PGA Tour site does. And so you just kind of, we just have to do the best we can. But anyway, Steve Stricker with his victory went all the way from 34th, pl- 34th place in the Charles Schwab Cup and uh, all the way up to 7th. And that was his first major victory which is very cool. As far as some of the stats, I looked at his stats from last year on the Champions Tour to kind of give us an idea of how, he's, how well he's playing. So his, Steve Stricker's driving accuracy for 2018 was 78%. We know he is a great driver of the golf ball, right? Our benchmark is 55%. And so Steve is well above that. Excellent. And because he drives the ball so well, you would expect his greens and regulation to be very high, and they are unbelievably high at 80%. And that's his average. I'm not talking a tournament. That's his average on tour. Uh, Our benchmark there is 65%. So again, well above our benchmark. Sand saves, he's at 40%. Our benchmark is 45%. So that's really the first little weakness we see in Steve Stricker's game. And, um, and if you look at that, Steve Stricker plays a lot. He plays most of his golf with a very, very limited motion in his... I just saw... Sp- There's a spider in the corner. Uh, that's not cool. Anyway, I'm going to ignore the spider and continue on and hope that it doesn't get any closer to me. But anyway, um, so Steve Stricker doesn't use a lot of wrist motion in his golf swing. And you really... To be a really good bunker player, if you watch them, other than Jason Day, he doesn't use a lot of wrist motion either, but he has so much club head speed anyway that he still has a lot of velocity through the sand. I can see where Steve Stricker has a very methodical, it almost looks slow motion kind of a a swing, and he definitely moves it out there. I mean, his his average uh, drives like two, what was it, two, I had it right here, like 287 yards last year so he still can move it out there just fine um, but it's but he doesn't use a lot of wrist and th- and you'll see that um, some of the best um, sand players like to have a lot of speed through the sand and a lot of folks do that with uh, some wrist play so I, I again I was thinking about that going wow Steve is so good I mean scrambling he's 67 percent our benchmark is 55. So he's good there. Uh, they don't actually keep sto- strokes, strokes game putting stats on the Champions Tour, but he averages 1.663 putts per green, um, which, I mean, goes well with the scrambling number, at right? 67%, so that, that works out about right. So really, the only weakness we can see in, in Steve Stricker's game, sand saves, and I believe that really has a lot to do with the fact that he doesn't really, get, uh, doesn't really use a lot of wrist uh, cock or motion in his golf swing and probably carries over to his sand game and so he doesn't get up and down as much so anyway as far as the money goes this is always uh, we're going to do some funny things with money today I think it's uh, it's funny to look at but anyway for his victory today at the region's tradition he picked up a, a cool three hundred and sixty thousand dollars 
his score, total score, was 270 strokes. So for the four days, he averaged $90,000 a day, not a bad wage. Uh, his per hour rate was $18,000 an hour, and his per stroke rate was $1,333 per stroke. So very, very cool there. That's um, obviously $360,000 is most of the LPGA, um, if, you, if you look at their just standard tournaments and not their majors, they average anywhere from two hundred and seventy down to one hundred and eighty thousand dollars for first place. So the seniors tour majors are more than than the LPGA tour. But the LPGA uh, tour's first major, the ANA Inspiration, paid out four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So their major actually, their first major actually paid out more ninety thousand dollars more to the winner than the Champions Tour, which I th I thought that was interesting. I thought that was pretty fascinating. So. So great to, uh, uh, great big congratulations to Steve Stricker. It's cool to see him win his first major, and it's fun to see him win on the Champions Tour. And honestly, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, right? <laughs> really great. So let's move on to Sung Kang. He's kind of an interesting player. He's played all over the world. He's played on the, the Korean Tour, the Japanese Tour. Um, he went to a very prestigious uh, university in Korea. Um, I don't know if you heard his post round interview but he speaks wonderful English he does a really good job there very well spoken um, he, he and you know he had to deal with some some controversy obviously um, he was called out I think it was Matt Emery called him out a little bit for a slow play um, that would probably tick a few folks off and maybe it ticked him off but he sure didn't show it he stayed calm and played well one of the things that I, I noticed, and I don't know if it's because uh, I, I mentioned that I had been on the body track a few days ago and that, that um, my, um, my pressure shift occurs early in my swing, but then it starts to drift back, so it's 50-50 at impact. Well, I, it was very fascinating. If you go back and watch the video on uh, Sun Kang, he really worked on that first move, changing pressure to that front foot, and he exaggerated it, and I thought that was pretty cool to see that, you know, Everybody knows that it's got to be, you know, 95 to 100 percent has got of that pressure has got to be on that front foot and it's got to stay there when you're hitting through a golf shot. So it's kind of fun to see his um, pre-shot routine that he was working on it that way. So anyway, let's let's go ahead and take a look at the numbers then for Sun Kang and how he got it done. Uh, very fascinating um, to see he played a lot better than he normally does. And, and on that golf course, again, it was soft. Um, and it, it was close. I guess he lives in Texas, which I saw that he was close to home. Maybe that helped. But anyway, so when he started the week, he was uh, in the FedEx Cup standings. He was at 71st place. And with the victory, he jumped all the way up 50 spots to 21st place. And then also jumped up in the world golf rankings to 75th. So I'm going to start looking at that now, too. That, so that changed quite a bit for him as well. As far as his consistency number... He has played in 159 PGA Tour events, and he has made 83 cuts for a uh, consistency number of 52%, about half, right? Which, again, not the lowest anymore. After Max Homa's win last week, uh, he makes cuts at a 38% rate, and hopefully that will go up. So um, Sun Kang is right in line with like a Corey Connors 
and well, that's about the only other 50 percenter. So uh, he's like in uh, third, third lowest. So not a great, uh, not a great uh, number, consistency number at 52 percent. But he got the win today. So I mean, he got the win yesterday. So good there, good on him there. And then if we jump into his performance numbers, this is this is interesting. This is where it gets a little bit interesting. So. For the week, we're going to look at the week and then obviously his 2018 numbers. I like to look at the full year. And that's what we did our benchmarks off of anyway is the full year of 2018 numbers. So for the week, uh, and again, wide fairway, soft fairway. So let's take it with a grain of salt. But he he hit 86% of his fairways, which is, I mean, if I scan up the page, 86% is absolutely the best Um, driving accuracy percentage for the entire year. So that kind of gives you an idea of how wide that golf course was playing and how wet that golf course was playing. Typically, all of 2018, Sun Kang's average was 57%. So he was was literally 30% higher than he normally plays. Again, wider fairways. Right As far as right now goes, he is leading the PGA Tour as far as fairway accuracy in for one tournament for a victor, for a victor. So, okay. And then, and obviously our benchmark then is 55%. He was well above that. If you look at his average, he was only two points above that for all of 2018. Looking at his greens and regulation for the week, the victory week, he got up and down 79% of the time, which our benchmark is 65%. So that is very, very good. But his um, 2018 number is 63%. So typically he doesn't, uh, when, in greens and regulation, he hits low below our benchmark, typically on average. He just happened to do a lot better this particular week. And even with his a lot better this particular week at 79%, that's still 1% lower than Steve Stricker's average for greens and regulation for his entire career. I mean, for all 2018 on, on, on the uh, Champions Tour. So interesting numbers there for sure. Uh, sand saves, he was 100% this week, up and down out of the sand. Typically, he is 50%. Our benchmark then is 40%, so he is well above that. Uh, strokes game putting, this is kind of where we see that he got it done. Over the course of uh, 2018, he averaged 0.2 strokes per round. So less than one stroke per tournament advantage over the field. For this particular tournament, he averaged almost 2.6 strokes per round. So that's over 10 strokes he made up on the field with the putter. Um, Amazing putting week for... So those big... And they were huge greens. And typically on those, you know, we... Putting on huge greens is pretty tough, and he did a very good job, or he just did a much better job than the rest of the field. Everybody else had a problem with it. Again, he lives in Texas. He's a local boy. I don't know if he's played here a bunch, but these greens worked very well for him, for sure. Okay, his scrambling number for 2018, we get away from, we don't keep, the PGA Tour doesn't keep track of the next numbers uh, for Per tournament, so we're just looking at the 2018 numbers now. His scrambling percentage for all of 2018 is 52%. Our benchmark, where we believe, you know, if you're above this benchmark, you don't have to work on it. If you're below, you really should. Our benchmark is 55%. So we would recommend that 
Sun Kang work on his scrambling, getting up and down around the green. And we would recommend that he work on his, what was the other one? Greens and regulation, right? So approach shots and getting up and down around the green. Right now are two areas in where we would, based on the benchmarks, we would tell Sun Kang he should focus his practice on. Okay, putting now. For 2018, from 20 to 25 feet, um, Sun Kang made 7.69% of his putts. Our benchmark is 9%. So we would have Sun Kang work on his 20 to 25 foot putts. From 15 to 20 feet, he makes 16.5% of those. Our benchmark is 17%. So again, just a little below our benchmark. Putting from 10 to 15 feet, he makes 29.9%, almost 30% of those. Our benchmark is 28%. Uh, people that make less than 28% from that, from that range, Patrick Reed, Keegan Bradley, and Francisco Molinari. And then from five, let's see, no, from, yeah, from five feet, um, Sun Kang makes 74.19%, and our benchmark is 80%. So again, there's, and, and that would, that's definitely, I mean, that's almost six points below our benchmark, which is kind of the minimum acceptable level. So we would say to Sun King, if he, if he was using our benchmarks to look at his game, we would have him go out and work on his five foot putts, his 20 to 25 foot putts. We would have him work on his scrambling game and we would have him work on his approach shots. Those are the four areas where his game, where he performed less than our benchmarks for 2018. So, and then as far as putts per round, 29.24, and uh, we have as our benchmark 30. Anything less than 30 is great. So those are the numbers that got it done for Sun Kang. Obviously, he is av- way above his average, especially for putting. I mean, greens and regulation were way above. Driving accuracy was insanely higher, 30 points higher. Between, between the driving and, well, he was just, he played an all-around great um, tournament and deserved to win, obviously, pulling away there at the end. So, um, what do you have, three birdies on the back nine? Or was it four? But, yeah, definitely played tough and pulled away at the end. So, congratulations to Sun King. So, let's take a look at the money. And this, this caused me to do something a little different I don't normally do, but we'll look at this as well. So, the for a first-place win, he picked up $1.422 million dollars which is the same amount as Wells Fargo the week before, which is interesting. There is no other tournament that, um, that, that pays out so far this year uh, at that 1.422 million. Um, he did it in 261 strokes. So that equates to $355,500 a day for the four days. That means that he made about $71,000 per hour. And because his uh, strokes were so low, he made $5,448 per stroke, right? Steve Stricker made (laughs) $1,333 for his uh, major win on PGA Tour Champions. So um, as far as career money goes, this is kind of gives us a per tournament number for our winner. He has made $7.4 million in his career on tour. As we mentioned earlier, he has made 83 cuts, which puts him at an average of $89,000 per tournament where he makes the cut. 
right? Obviously, these victories jack that up quite a bit, but that's his number, $89,000 per tournament now with that victory. So pretty cool numbers, obviously, right? Those are numbers that are hard to believe, $355,000 a day. Kind of hard to get your head around that, isn't it? So excellent job there for Sun Kang. His first PGA Tour victory. I know that this, obviously, South Korea is a huge golf mecca. They're golf crazy. And we've seen such a uptake in really talented women from South Korea playing on the LPGA Tour. And so, but I wanted to look at the discrepancy between the money between the two tours. And anybody who's listened to me long enough knows that that kind of stuff is just interesting to me. So what I did was I went back to the first of the year on the LPGA Tour and I took all the winners of an LPGA tournament who are from South Korea and I took all their prize money and and put it down into a chart. So far this year, there has been six South Korean winners of LPGA Tour events. Um, And um, Jin Young-ko did them back to back, right in a row, right? And one of those is actually a major, ANA Inspiration run by Jin Young-ko. Um, where she was paid $450,000. But anyway, if you take those six and you add up all of their first place prize money, including one major, it comes to 1.6, it comes to 1.5, almost $1.6 million total. And we know that, that Sun Kang made $1.422 million. So that's a difference of only $168,000. So Sun Kang wins a PGA Tour event, yes, but it's not a major. And yet the South Korean women have won six events, one of them being a major, and they're only ahead of Sun Kang collectively by $168,000. And he obviously has made that up elsewhere um, playing on the PGA Tour, right? So his official money so far uh, this year, and he's played in quite a few tournaments, but it's $2.37 million so far this year. And, and obviously that 1.4 adds to that quite a bit, right? He made $900,000 without that victory. So that's kind of interesting, right? That, that There's the discrepancy between the two. Um, again, it, it goes all down to sponsorship. It goes all down to eyeballs and who's watching what. And I get that, but the um, the... It's interesting though, right? The competitive nature of the LPGA Tour, the competitive nature of the Champions Tour and the PGA Tour, it's just interesting to me that there's so much money going to the PGA Tour and, and, and there's, very, uh, there's such a discrepancy in the other tours, which I find fascinating because, again, I'm a geek. I'm a golf geek. I like watching all golf. It doesn't matter where it is. And so I watch all the tours and, and obviously some people only watch the PGA Tour and that's why they can pay so much more than everybody else. But still very interesting stuff. Anyhow, um, I wanted to get Data Monday out to you today. It was a great day of golf. I'm, I'm glad to be among you again as a living, breathing golfer and off the injured reserve list. So I am so grateful. Anybody who wants to play, I'm ready now. I feel confident. The wrist has not bothered me one iota since, and I'm very excited about it. Had a great time playing. I hope you got out this weekend. I hope we all get out every weekend and nobody gets injured and we have a great summer uh, getting better at this great game, the greatest game in the world, and it's not even close. Until next time, this is Aaron Stewart saying thank you very much. 
And better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.